When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So here's what I want everybody to remember. Over the next couple of days, as we're watching coverage of the combine, as we're listening to people talk, understand that everybody is lying to you. Everybody has an agenda. Anything you hear is something that somebody wants you to hear. Like I live in an HOA, a homeowners association. There are people in our, in our HOA who I know will spread any information that you want. Like for instance, like let's say that Jason has been keeping his trash cans out an extra day and I need people to know this. Well, I go over to John Eric and I tell him this because I know that he is going to tell everybody in the neighborhood. And this is the way the media is going to be working us this week is anything that comes out is something that the agents want to come out. So when you hear rumors or innuendo or anything like that, take it with a grain of salt and know that Ryan Poles is on the case. He knows what he's doing and he's going to do a great job. So I can't wait to get started to talk about it. So Sammy, let's go ahead and start the show. Turn up your volume because you're about to listen to the sick podcast with Adam Ray. The Ticket Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. It's Tuesday night. You know what that means. It is time for Take It to the Rank. Pleased to be with you as the Combine coverage gets underway. And I got to say one thing real quick before we bring out our very special guest for the evening. I want to thank everybody who who watched and listened to the most recent edition of the Sick Podcast with Adam Rake. We had a great conversation with, of course, Chad Reuter, his three-person mock draft, or excuse me, three-round mock draft, uh, is still on NFL.com if you want to go check that out. The conversation was great. We also had Jason Lockenfora, who is a very polarizing figure amongst Bears fans. To me, I think it's great sometimes to step outside of the family and get a little outside perspective. And then there are some people who are like, why are you giving somebody like that the opportunity and a platform? I'm like, listen, he's got a platform. He's got a half million Twitter followers. So it's not like I'm doing anything. I just wanted to have an opportunity to make our case and present it. But I understand for a lot of you, uh, and I appreciate you saying this too. You're like, listen, we love the show. We're not listening to him. So I felt it was very important this evening to go back to the family and to bring in one of my favorite guests, a guy that we love to have on, and uh, it's great to welcome back to the show our friend Bear Down Cuz, 
And I had to do it. I had to go back to the family. By the way, this is how big of a like I'm. Wow. Like, wow. It's, it's weird. I wasn't ready for that. I was even, not ready for that. That's great. Even even in Southern California, um, where it's 20 degrees right now, and that's for our Canadian producers, 70 to everybody else uh, most of the time. But it's freezing out here, so I couldn't go full tank top and still wanted to represent. Still love having you on. How are you? It's been too long. I appreciate that. It's always a pleasure to be on. It's uh, it's great having. Uh, appreciate you having me on again. And um, you know, it's been a it's been an, uh, a wild roller coaster ride since the last week of the season. I'm excited to talk a little Bears. Um, I think you're what you said in the beginning is 100 percent right. Anything you hear right now is just big ifs and buts, um, and conjecture. And a lot of people are reading into it. I think all the narratives and twists and turns since the end of the season. Uh, some of them have been so outrageous, so outrageous. I've 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 tried to address as many as I can, but I've I've also tried to just leave it alone because some of the things being said is just out of boredom. It's just out of, that's really simply what it is, is is just out of pure boredom. People have nothing else to talk about now when their team, our team, is usually out of the mix uh, at that point in the season. That's what we're used to. So there's nothing else to talk about, and this is what happens. This is the direct result of that. And now with the Super Bowl over, it's even worse. So. Finally, we're getting to the combine. Finally, we're going to be uh, trending towards the draft. Free agency window will be open in a couple weeks, and then we can really actually find out what's what. But it's great to be back on, and thanks for having me, Adam, as always. No, love having you on. Always love your perspective. Love everything that you've got going on. Uh, I want to talk a little bit, or towards the end of the show, I want to talk about more of your, your newfound passion for golf. I want to talk about Jersey Jerry at some point. I was so happy to see that the uh, him and Justin Fields yes. were able to come together. But I want to talk about Justin real quick because I know you're an Ohio State guy, so I know that it goes without saying. How ridiculous! Like how like I, I, as on a personal level, like how mad do you get when people are suggesting that it's time to move away from Justin Fields? Um. You know, I, I'm from New Jersey, and growing up in in northern New Jersey. Um, as an as a Italian-American, uh, the, the, the gentleman I grew up with and the friends that I still have, we are very, very much of the, uh, <laughs> the breaking each other's chops, to put it in the, in the, in the uh, politically correct terms, breaking each other's chops category. It never ends, the, the, the breaking of the chops. And most of my friends are obviously local giant Jet fans. Jet fans, not too much to talk about. Giants, obviously, a lot of what I would call recent success because I haven't seen my team win a Super Bowl. My team won a Super Bowl when I was born. So I don't even really count that because I couldn't really see it. So obviously a lot more recent success. I hear about Justin Fields constantly. I have finally gotten to the point where I really just won't engage in conversation about it anymore because I find it just so frustrating to talk about. Do I think Justin Fields has room to grow as a passer? Absolutely. Absolutely. I do. Do I think Justin Fields was operating behind one of the worst offensive lines with some of the worst uh, wide receiver talent in the entire league last year? Yes, I do. Do I think Justin Fields was operating in a brand new system with a whole new regime uh, in front office and on the coaching staff? Yes, he was. That's a fact. It can't be disputed. Do I think Justin Fields kept the Bears around in games they had absolutely no business being around because of how bad their defense was and how bad the roster was overall? Yes, I do. So the fact that people are trying to sell you on the Bears should move on from Justin Fields and and this, that, and the other, 
you got to remember, to me, this was Justin Fields' rookie year. I mean, yes, he had a rookie year, but the whole Andy Dalton saga, the fact that he came in under a regime that very rarely does a team draft a franchise quarterback. Yeah. And then the next year, that same regime that drafted him is all gone. So the reset button got hit. This was like his rookie year. I understand contractually what's going to happen over the next couple of years that he's only going to have X amount of deals left on the rookie year before you have to make a decision on the fifth-year option and how much are you willing to pay him. That's going to all come to, to light over what we see develop over the next few years. But I was never, ever a believer that they were going to trade Justin Fields. Never. I, I never bought into it. People tried to create that narrative. And again, I think a lot of it out of boredom maybe or out of uh, just nothing left to talk about. But once the Bears solidified that one overall pick, this what boggled my mind was the same people that were rooting for the Bears to somehow miraculously secure that number one pick, which they did. Thank you, Lovey Smith. Thank you. Thank Houston. you. Thank you. <laughs> once they did, those people begging for that one pick were the same people saying, oh, the, the Bears might trade Justin Fields. Remember? What happened to getting the one pick to flip it to get all the uh, all the excess draft equity? What what happened to that? Because that was a month ago, and now the the tune has changed because you haven't seen them play in a while, and now you're just going based off short term short term memory. So, for me as a as a supporter of Fields, as a person who thinks that he is a, a leader on and off the field, as a person who thinks he's well respected, as a person who thinks and observed him be a record setting rushing quarterback this year, for someone who knows because I watched him his entire collegiate career, someone who knows he would prefer to stand behind the line, not run the football and actually throw the yeah. football. But certain times you don't have the choice to do that. And when he doesn't have a choice to do that, he has to do what he did this year. So someone who knows that and someone who knows the type of game he plays, how tough he is, uh, you know, doesn't miss any games, doesn't want to come out of any games. And you know, he was banged up towards the end of the year. Yeah. And I seen him play banged up in college multiple times at Ohio State against Michigan, against Clemson. Uh, everyone knows that game, the six touchdown game against Clemson in the semifinal. It's it's extremely frustrating. Let's see what he could do. How about let's see what he could do when the coaching staff is there for more than one year? How about let's see what he could do with a legitimate wide receiver one? How about we see what he could do with a legitimate offensive line in front of him, not with not with the 2022 Bears that, that have the number one overall draft pick because they were so bad. I, I, I want to see him, you know, in, 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 a, in a better situation. And hopefully with all the money and the equity we have in the draft this year, that'll be the situation he's in a little bit better this season. I'm not expecting a Super Bowl run. I'm not. Right. But I am expecting, uh, obviously, I think he is going to have to prove a lot of people wrong this season. He's going to have to. And hopefully they could put – the supporting cast around them that'll at least allow him to be more competitive in games and not have to do everything himself with his legs. And we'll see what happens then. But to answer your question, extremely frustrating, but I've really learned how to, how to really like deal with it and not speak about it as much. But when I come on something like this, obviously with you, Adam, I could let it fly because this is what we're doing. This is what we're talking about. We're talking bears football. We're talking Justin Fields. Justin Fields is the face of this franchise right now, in my opinion, my estimation. They're going to build around him as they should, as they should. Yeah, it feels like somebody who's not quite create uh, like completed therapy to where like a lot of times you can keep your composure, but then finally you can yeah. snap and let it go. Yeah. I, I feel like you've been holding that back yeah. for quite some time, and I'm here for it. Like I'm, 
I want to listen to that because I feel the same way. Like I, I really fight myself. My natural instinct is kind of an instigator myself is to go and I, I want to battle every a-hole with 51 Twitter followers who's just talking nonsense. Like yeah. I'm, I'm getting better about just blocking them because I don't need to see them. And it's That's not like, best. and it's, and it's not a thing about like, I always love that people are like, Oh, you're soft. Like if you like, why am I soft? Like, I don't want people, like if I was in public, if I'm sitting there eating, you know, a slice of cheese pizza and some guy comes up to me and just starts berating me, I'm going to tell them to get lost. Like, get out of here. Like, I don't want to see you. I don't need to deal with it. Similarly, my social media experience should not be tethered to like people who have access just saying whatever they want. Like if you want to engage in a conversation, that's fine. Like I, I, you can tell when somebody's having a good faith conversation. Now, a lot of times I feel that people, they try to seem smarter than they are. And they're like, well, if you get a new quarterback, you get a five-year window and you get this and you get that. And I'm like, I sort of understand this theory. Like I, I under, there is some thought process behind that, yeah. but where I, where I would say that's incorrect is that you've already invested in this guy. We already have a sample size of him from the NFL level of him being a good quarterback enough that enough to the point that I want to see some more. And I think too, like if the bears were in a situation similar to let's say the New York giants who have gone through this for more years with Daniel Jones. And even they have a huge question mark right now. And I will tell you this, like, I don't, I don't necessarily think that Daniel Jones is better than Justin Fields. I would obviously rather have Justin Fields. And so for me to have these conversations at this point of Justin's career is just wrong. So I would, again, I would rather use this because that's the one thing coming into the postseason or coming in after the Super Bowl was, we finally have the number one pick. This is not something that we've ever had in our lives. I wanted to have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. Unfortunately, we've had to have these Justin Field conversations. I hope that they trade the pick tomorrow and then we can move on and be like, hey, we've already got our quarterback. We don't need to worry about it. So that's pretty good. And so I'm glad. I, I just want that part of it to be over. I do want to bring up, though, something. And I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. Now, obviously, Jason Lockenfora was on the show last week, and he was like, hey, the Bears are a fraudulent franchise and all this stuff. And What does, and that, I mean? Said, what does that mean, really, though? And uh, Jason Lockenfora, I've been following him for a long time. Now. I'm not, I'm not going to put Jason Lockenfora down, but Jason Lockenfora's predictions on Bears stuff has hit at a rate that is simply, it's unacceptable. If, if you're a gambler, uh, it's, it's not an acceptable winning rate if you're a gambler. Uh, and for me to have hit on more predictions, listen, I said they were going to trade Roquan Smith months before yeah. it happened. I, I, I'm sticking with the prediction that they're going to flip this one pick. I predicted the, the return on investment for Robert Quinn when they flipped Robert Quinn. So for Jason Lockenfora has missed so much. And for him to miss that much and to actually be you know paid to do that, and that's his job, is really, really mind-boggling to me at times. But yeah, Jason Lockenfora, I watched it. I was actually glad you brought him on, though, and I, I heard what you said at the beginning. I think it is important that you have to have people with a difference of opinion just to hear them out and, and listen to exactly why it is they're saying what they're saying. But uh, I didn't mean to jump on you there. But yes, Lockenfora no, is, is, is definitely um, an interesting character. I'll put it yeah. that way. And and he definitely does have like 
a cult following of Bears fans on Twitter <laughs> solely to just attack him at all times. There's no doubt about that. He loves it. You know, it, it yes. is one of those things that, you know, bringing it up to him, I'm like, and I, I, I've known him for a long time. So I'm right. like, hey, the Bears fans hate you. And he's like, do they really? I'm like, Jason, like, stop it. You know, <laughs> you know that they do. Like, I know that there's fan bases that don't like me. The Chiefs fan base hates me all of a sudden. I predicted the Chiefs would win 10 games. And they all acted like I said they were going to go 3-14. and 14. Yeah. And I'm like, I said you'd win 10 games. I thought you were still a very talented ball club. Um, but in any event, like, but that was the whole thing. And this was the point that I wanted to get. And this is where we were going back and forth. It's like, I understand that you can say, look, over the last 20, 30 years, yeah, it, it hasn't been great. We have not won a Super Bowl. Like, you can fairly say that. Yes. I just don't like dismissing this organization because it hasn't worked in the past. Like Ryan, it's, it's the similar thing with Justin Fields. When everybody talks about Ohio state quarterbacks, yeah. it's like, it doesn't matter. Like what, 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 what Art Schleister did 30 years ago, doesn't matter now, you know? And similarly, what mistakes the organization has made in the past doesn't happen now. And I was even saying, look, I think there's a lot of evidence that they're actually trying to improve as an organization. Would you agree with that assessment? I would totally agree with it. Listen, Ted Phillips gone. Uh, Kevin Warren in finally a football guy to run operations. That wasn't the case in the past. And yes, I understand a lot of that has to do with, you know, the building of the new stadium, uh, potential building of the new stadium in Arlington Heights and that whole project. And that's, but you're bringing in a football guy. Kevin Warren has an impressive foot. A lot of people don't like Kevin Warren. I, I get it. Big 10 commissioner, a lot of nice. decisions he made. People don't, Kevin Warren, no argument anyone could throw up that he's not a football guy. He is a football guy. Nobody would argue that Ted Phillips is a football guy. Nobody <laughs> would argue that. He's an accountant and he's a family guy. He was a he was an indoctrinated entity within the McCaskey family, got his, got his job and held on to it forever. That's a major piece that's changing. The Arlington Heights piece could be a major piece that's changing. Uh, Ian Cunningham coming in. Ryan Paul's getting hired. Those are major changes to the face of the organization. Commitment to Justin Fields as the franchise quarterback moving forward is a major commitment by the organization. A lot of things are changing with this organization. Uh, just, just from face value alone are changing with this organization. I think they are making a commitment to do things differently because I do believe that the realization maybe had they traded Roquan Smith. Yeah, The Bears would have never traded Roquan Smith if this was 15 years ago. Never would have traded. Maybe they're finally catching up to the fact that the game is 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 a different game. You don't need to pay an off-ball linebacker, uh, you know, a hundred north of a hundred million dollars. Which God bless Roquan, good player. I always said very good player. I just said I could never see justify paying him as a generational talent or an an elite player level like that. Great player, very good player, but not to the to that level. But Things like that, not doing things like that and doing some other things. Maybe they finally readjusted to the times a little bit and said, we can't go about business as usual the way we've been doing it for the last 30 years because it hasn't worked. Like you said, it hasn't worked. And I'm not saying that means you give up on defense because God knows the defense was 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 putrid last year. They have to address pieces of that. And I'm sure they will because Matt Eberflus is a defensive-minded head football coach. Um, but on the surface... 
I think what you said is accurate. They, they're making a commitment to go, it appears, in a different direction organizationally, which is, it's refreshing. At the very least, it's refreshing. I yeah. mean, as frustrating as this past season was and as little as I wanted to talk about it at times, and that is true because nobody wants to talk about the Bears week in and week out for hours at a time if they're losing every week. Like, it's just, a, it's it's exhausting, and there's really nothing to talk about besides what did Justin Fields do this past week? But <laughs> I wasn't like disgusted with the Bears. I was right. just I the years prior to that with with Pace and with Nagy, I was getting to the point where it was it was I was getting so just dis- like Andy Dalton and Nick Falls and Trubisky. I was getting disgusted. This year was not the case. I wasn't disgusted. I was like, the roster isn't good. I can accept that. It's a bottom of the barrel roster in the league. We we have all the money now in free agency. We finally have first round picks. Now we have a, a one overall pick. Now it's time to let this guy see what we see what see what Ryan Poles can actually do when he has something to work with, rather than just getting the kick the can inheritance, kick the can down the road from Ryan Pace of the restructuring all the deals and it, oh we'll worry about it in four years. Well, the four years caught up, and that's that was the the uh, we were in purgatory. Right. We yeah. were in, we were in purgatory totally. for the last two years. So that's that's over now, I think. And let's see what happens moving forward. But, yeah, total uh, a new direction. I agree. A new direction. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and, it, and it's fair, too, because so many things have changed. I think that, number one, the Arlington Heights deal shows that this organization has looked around the league and looked at, you know, these teams, especially with the the Rams and, and Minnesota and, and all these squads who've gone out there and owned their own stadium and the kind of revenue that it can generate. Like, I, I think that they want to spend money. I don't think that the offspring of George Hallis, the, the lineage of George Hallis, wants to have an organization that does not win. And I think they finally looked around and they're like, oh, yeah, we need our own stadium. We need to be able to develop the land around our stadium to be able to fortify this, to expand the front office. We have an assistant GM that we didn't have before. We have expanded scouting. You know, we're at all those events, like the HBCU, the the showcase bowl game over the weekend, the combine, like the Bears are there. The Bears are a part of it. Thomas Warren coming in. And and again, I understand why people have problems with him, and I could understand that you could have disagreed with a couple of the decisions that he made as as commissioner of the Big Ten. But but realize he was dealing with a situation that we had not had to deal with in a hundred years mm-hmm. and people make mistakes and it's fine. And it, you know what, whatever happened, happened. I still think that you cannot question him as a football mind and also spend some time at us bank stadium. And you'll be like, I think this guy kind of knows what he's got going on. So I'm very encouraged. And that was one of the things that, that Jason was going on about like, Oh, so you're just encouraged by this. Isn't it? I'm like, but what, what else? Like, it's not like Ryan Poles has been on the job for five years and we're still having these same conversations we just had one season and last year you know we entered into a a a year where first of all we had a second round pick that he turned into two and you talk about still continuing to believe in defense well his first two picks were defensive players and there wasn't like players and they're They're both both good players they're both good but gordon really i mean struggled first half of the year second half of the year came on and i think brisker is a future captain and and a, and a future leader of the team. Period. I think he's a great player. Yes, a commitment to defense. 
there is still a commitment to doing things the way the Bears have normally done. There's their style of football. But I I really like the direction and I think it's fair. And look at the draft picks too. Like they went from having like just a handful of draft picks and then Pulse turned it into multiple draft picks. If he was able to do that, think of it, think of the way the draft was working out last year. Now, obviously, the first round pick was gone because we gave it up for Justin Fields. Totally would make that move again. Look at what we had and what he was able to do and what he was able to conjure up out of nothing with the amount of players that he got. Now you look at him having the number one overall pick, and you don't think he's going to go out there and work his magic? Like, I have supreme confidence in that. I think he's going to do a great job of turning that number one pick into multiple multiple draft capital. Yeah, I, I agree, and it's the move that he's got to make. I've been saying it since. I mean, the only reason I wanted to get the one pick, the thought of of the thought of using the one one pick to draft somebody, literally never even came into my mind at any point. It never even entered my mind that we would consider using the one pick to draft somebody. I wanted the one pick strictly for leverage. I wanted leverage, the most leverage possible, the biggest heist you could pull off, who's ever the highest bidder, come to the table and deal, deal with big papa polls and let's see what you know what what you're going to lay out there and how willing you're deep uh how deep you're willing to reach into your pockets. I mean that's what I thought from Jump Street and and you know now you hear just today, literally you hear today that that the Texas that they're that the Bears are considering uh, seriously considering uh, trading the one-one pick. That's what Adam Schefter reported, and it's right. it, it, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. That's that's kind of the way I, we expected it that it should go. Will it be the Texans? Will it be the Colts? Uh, will it be somebody even further down the the trough that's gonna that's gonna cough up? I don't know. It's gonna get expensive, but it's gonna be very very interesting. I think over the next seventy two hours, it could get interesting this week. Let alone. Uh, draft night i think do you think it'll be settled by then i think it will be i think they'll have moved the pick and and flipped it before draft night that's my opinion i think there has to be an opening salvo and whether that's dealing with the texans i think if you if you can strike a deal with the texans you you try to do that as quickly as possible because you did then number one you've already solidified justin fields is our quarterback we've moved that pick when chad was on the show last week he said that an ideal situation is the Bears moving down to number two, getting the first round pick of the Browns in 2024, and then also picking up a third round pick this season, which a lot of people will look at because people have unrealistic expectations of us yes. getting two and 12, which is, it's just not going to happen. But just think about this. If we get the Browns pick next year and we get an extra third this year, all because the Texans completed a two point conversion I think that's worth it. Like, okay, we we came out ahead of it. Now, let me ask you, let's say that we do, I think we both would agree. We want them, if they move with Texan, move with the Texans, that's fine. Would you like to see them move down further, perhaps at number four with the Indianapolis Colts? Yes, I would. Um, I think in a perfect world, they move back twice, but they stay within the top five. I think that's ultimate perfect case scenario. Move down to two and then move down again to four. That to me would be perfect because I think if you move down to four, you still walk away with Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. And I think those are the two guys uh, in this draft on the defensive side of the ball. Um, there are some other good players, but I think those are the two guys that can make the most immediate impact for the Bears uh, in that spot. So 
yes, I think if, if, if they could move back twice inside the top five, not likely. Um, but that would be dream scenario. And I know you, I know you said about the two and the 12 pick from the Texans is not going to happen. I don't disagree with you, but at the same time, I, every time I see these trades done for a quarterback, it's as if all the rules just get thrown out the window. All common sense goes out the window. Reasoning goes out the window. If a team buys into a guy and we haven't seen Bryce Young throw yet. He's not going to throw at the combine. They said today he's going to throw it only his pro day, only Stroud and 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 uh, and Will Levis and um, and Anthony Richardson are going to throw at the right. combine. Not Young. Um, if one of these teams absolutely falls in love with with one of these guys and and they must have him, they covet him. I don't know. I don't know. You they they may because there's so many smoke screens and back and forth between. Well, if, if they're not going to do it, is the next highest bidder going to come and jump them with something even more astronomical to, to yeah. leapfrog Houston? So I know you said it's not likely, Adam, but I'm just I'm not ready to say that I'm, 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 it's impossible. I'm not ready to say that because I've, I, I couldn't believe what the Niners did for Trey Lance. I couldn't yeah. believe it. I, I literally couldn't believe it. And that wasn't even the one one pick. That was when when, it, when two quarterbacks were already off the board. I just couldn't believe that, and especially for a guy with no pedigree, really. I mean, Trey Lance is all ceiling. Bryce Young's an established guy. C.J. Stroud's an established guy at the highest blue-ribbon programs in the country. So if one of these teams just covets one of these guys enough, could get so interesting. It really could. I don't want to take the dream from you because I would certainly be delighted. I'm going to hold on to the dream. I'm going to hold on to it. I would be Hold delighted on. to be I would be <laughs> delighted to be incorrect on that one. And you know what? Jim Ursay has done a pretty good job of like throwing out enough stuff to perhaps make the, the Houston Texans really nervous. I know that, you know, I, and I see that this is now the thing that upsets me the most too, is when you see somebody, um, uh, I think it was uh client who who I forget who it was, was like, hey, there's a real possibility that Texans just don't take a quarterback this year, which I just do not believe is yeah. feasible. You cannot go through an NFL season. You're starting your program over from right. stra- from from scratch. I think that the Texans, the Colts, and the Panthers absolutely all have to take quarterbacks. The wild cards are the Raiders, the Panthers, and the Titans. Three teams that like could take quarterbacks, could go a veteran route. They they might think that they're competitive enough to just go after one of the veteran quarterbacks are available, but it would also behoove them to do it. And I'm of the mind, like you were just talking about with Trey Lance. I think this is going to be one of those drafts where three quarterbacks go right off the top. I think that Bryce Young's going to go number one. I think somebody's going to take that number two spot and go after like Will Levis. And then the crazy thing is, is I see like a possibility that CJ Stroud could end up playing the Justin Fields role where somebody then just takes Tony Richardson, like some crazy team. Trades up with the Cardinals. I don't know who it is, but some wild card like the Falcons or somebody like that. Who's who's a dumb franchise? Uh, like I'm, well, we're Bears fans. We shouldn't be throwing around. Right. That's, yeah, it's tough, eh, tough. I we got it. We got to have a little. I mean, as much as I love Ryan Poles and everything he's doing, we should still. I should not be so damning uh, of other organizations. But somebody moving up for Tony Richardson and being like, oh my god, and C.J. Stroud's still available. And if we're there at four, and like Carolina or somebody. It's like, we'll do it. Like, ah, uh, cause I don't, I don't hate the idea 
of moving down again. If we got like, if some team, because you think about that pick with Trey Lance, the reason the 49ers got, or the, the reason the Dolphins got so much was because teams had to come from a long way yep. to get like Houston has a little bit of Houston's going from two to one. Yep. So we're really not missing out on anybody. We're not, we're not taking Bryce young. So if we had to move down to two to one and that's the only move that we made, we still get Carter or we still get Will Anderson and that's fine. And so we can't necessarily expect too much, but if we were sitting at two or four, and one of these teams like the Titans jumped up from 11, we're getting so many picks from them. Like we're getting picks for days. So it's really interesting to me. Like, would you be heartbroken? Like if we dropped out of the top five and, but we got just an astronomical amount no. of draft capital. No. And I look at this draft and um, it, it figures that the bears have the one, one pick in a draft that I'm not saying this is a disappointing draft. I'm not, I'm not saying it. There's a lot of good players in the draft, but it's not like there's a Nick Bosa. There's not like there's yeah. a Miles Garrett. There's not a Bradley Chubb. There's not a um, – and we don't know how good he's going to – he's been a Chase Young, a player of that caliber or a quarterback, really, of that caliber, like a Trevor Lawrence. Um, right. It's not there this year. And, you know, I wouldn't be heartbroken if they came out of the top five. Because I do think the return would be so astronomical, obviously, for them to move back that far. Um, unless you're talking about multiple tradebacks, then you know it would be less of a of a jump, I guess, from the team that's dealing up with them. But no, I, I definitely wouldn't be heartbroken because again, I think you know, then when you're in like the let's say the the low teens, let's say you know, 13, or if we're talking like the 10 to 13 range, I think that's prime range to land like a Skaronsky or yeah. a Jackson Smith and Jigba or a Quentin Johnston or, you know, or Addison, the receiver from, from USC or some player of that caliber, which is fine. Um, and also, you know, there's other good defensive linemen and edge rushers besides Will Anderson, you know, but obviously Will Anderson or Carter, I think that's why I think the two drop, the drop to two and then a drop to four, would be a dream scenario, but I wouldn't be heartbroken if we, if we fell out of the top five, I wouldn't. Yeah. As much as I like, even if we dropped to eight and got like Tyree Wilson, I think that makes a lot of sense. Although he might not survive, but that would, that would be incumbent on three to four quarterbacks going in the top four or five picks. I keep breathing life into this and I should stop. Cause I feel like <laughs> if this actually happens, I don't want to get people upset at me that if the bears did, did multiple dropbacks and then took, a cornerback like Christian Gonzalez, like bears fans would oh, lose their yeah. mind, but you know what? Like if it's an important position, who knows? But in any event, um, I think that again, because of what happened last year and people are like, and, and again, it goes back to the whole thing of, I have confidence in Ryan Poles because he was able to accumulate so many picks bay and with really nothing to work with. And we can sit here and look, I'm a big Valus Jones guy, but I understand he did not produce on the field. There were some other picks that didn't produce, but we still got Jack Sanborn and Jalen Jones and people like that. And, you know, for me, these you have to understand that general managers do not go 100 for 100. This is more like shooting threes, like oh, yeah. 40%, 50%. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that his percentage was fine, and especially with the with the degree of difficulty – where you know a lot of these were fifth and sixth and seventh round picks, given an opportunity to go out there and do some maneuvering in the first three rounds and acquiring picks that way, 
we're going to end up with a pretty good squad. Now, you did mention as well, we have a lot of cap space and free agency is coming up before the draft. What are some of the things, what are you expecting out of the Bears come free agency? So I think there's conflicting ide- conflicting opinions on Poles' ideology. I mean, Poles' initial press conference, he said he's a, he's a builder through the draft. That's what he believes yeah. in. Um, but when you have as much money as the Bears have, you can't just not do anything, obviously. So I would hope that him being a former offensive lineman, I would like to see the money spent on some offensive line help. Guys who you know, it doesn't have to be, or you don't have to break them. I'm not asking them to break the uh, the, the bank on Orlando Brown, who I think the Chiefs are going to end up tagging anyway. Um, but they need to solidify the offensive line. And what better than to do it through free agency with, with players that you know can perform at this level rather than going with just putting all rookies out there if that's the route he's going to go. I would prefer some experience up front. They need the help. He may already have his left tackle, Braxton Jones, which that's a mega hit. If, if Braxton Jones pans out as Browner from an FCS school, um, that's a home run pick by Ryan Poles if that ends up coming right. to fruition. So that being said, free agency, they'll spend money. I don't know if they're going to do anything crazy. And by the way, bears luck again, all this money in free agency, the wide receiver market is, te- is terrible. Um, you know, and it, it's not the greatest free agency class either, to be honest. But I do think there's talent out there, offensive line that they could bring in to help. There's some good defensive players out there, too. I just don't know if they're going to break the bank on, like, let's say, like, they need interior tackles bad. I don't know if they're going to do it for, like, a Hargrave, right? Uh, he's yeah. 30 years old. He's a great player. Philly's a losing. Player. Philly could lose honestly, half of their starting defense to free agency. They have so many pending free agents on defense. Um, But yeah, I think the Bears need to look to the trenches early uh, and start that work in the trenches as soon as free agency opens, address the trenches. And then in the draft, go for your little fancy, you know, your fancy pieces like your Carter. And I Carter, I'd say a fancy piece, but he's he's such a unique piece in the interior. He is fancy. Will Anderson or your receivers or your skill guys. But in terms of the trenches, that that work has to be addressed immediately. But I really feel like it will be because, like I said, he is an offensive lineman. He's a former offensive lineman. I think he knows it. And the Bears just got so beat up on both sides of the trenches last year, not just offensive line. Defensive line was was just as bad, if not worse. So, I mean, that's got to be addressed. That's where I hope they look first in free agency. Yeah, you know, the thing with Braxton Jones being this athletic – freak at left tackle who can do a lot of different things i really do believe that they love him there and that would kind of rule out orlando brown that's why he didn't want to stay with the baltimore ravens because he didn't want to switch to the right side i understand he wants to get paid but ultimately i think he still wants to play left tackle and that's fine the eagles have a guard his name's uh isaac um shoot i forget his name isaac uh samola yeah sorry samola yes 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 i know it's a I know exactly you're talking about. He's going to be he's going to be a prized possession in free agency. He is. He's going and to be a with, prized player. And with Ian Cunningham coming from the Eagles, that seems to me like one of those moves that the Bears could quickly pounce on once the free agency window opens. I think they probably make a bid for him. That would probably mean that Cody Whitehair is either going to be released or could back end up moving back to center or something like that. And if you bring in McGlinchey to play right tackle, 
Uh, obviously, he excels more as a run blocker than a pass blocker, but still a pretty good piece. And I'm not giving up on Larry Borum, not by any stretch of the imagination, but one of the things you want to be able to establish is a lot of organizational depth for when injuries yes. do happen and yes. something. Yeah, I think that, you know, if Larry Borum starts the season as the backup to a Mike McGlinchey type player, I think that's a pretty good position to be in. Agreed. You know, like, hey, let him continue to develop. He's going to get an opportunity to go out there and grow, and McGlinchey's not going to be around forever, and he's probably going to be pressed into action just based on the NFL and 17, soon to be 18 games. Like, yeah, we need a lot of people to be able to play offensive line, and then you can go out and uh, make some draft picks. I know Chad Reuters' draft had uh, Whippier, the uh, the center from Ohio State, being one yeah. of our possible third-round picks. They need which a can center. Be- they need a yeah. center. They need a center. Lucas Patrick obviously didn't work out, uh, unfortunately. And Sam Mustafer. I mean, again, I, I don't like to disrespect Olin Krutz. That's his guy. And, uh, you know, yeah. Olin's, is, Olin's a scary cat. And I've talked to Olin and, you know, not, not the guy you want to piss off. That's for sure. But I just, I just, I, I can't get behind the Sam Mustafer uh, bandwagon. I just, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried yeah. hard and I, I just can't do it. Jenkins, I believe, you know, obviously showed out that he's a mauler. I think Jenkins, Moving forward, you know, just hopefully the injury bug, he stays clear. Borum, I think another good thing with Borum, Adam, is Borum has experience at guard. So, you know, if if need be, he could shift inside, kick inside if need be in an emergency. But I agree with you. The depth the depth is the key. And that's that's another thing. This, this roster to me is still going to be two full off seasons away from being yeah. a real competitor. This year, I think they'll be a competitive team. But when I say a real competitor, somebody who could really vie to win their conference, forget the division yeah. to win to win their conference. 100%. That's going to be two two off seasons away because it's just so bad. It's just so bad. There's so many holes. There's so many. Yeah. Holes. There's a. It's a big. It's a big remodel job, and uh, he's got to take an opportunity. But the fact too, and this is another thing too, and I wish. I wish I had brought this up. I, I think I did. I can't remember if I did. But like when Jason was going on, I go, the fact that Ian Cunningham stayed when he had opportunities to leave, I think that that's more telling than people want to let on to, which is fine. Um, do you want to ask you about the wide receiver position? Because a couple of weeks ago, I started surmising <laughs> that Jacoby Myers could be this guy who awesome. will end up getting overpaid and... And it's funny because, like, I don't mean to disrespect Christian Kirk. I didn't mean it like that, but like, Christian Kirk got a lot of money. I like, said the same faith. thing, and I got I got destroyed for it. So, like, I, I like a lot thing. of money. Like, yes. he got a lot of money. I think yes. Jacoby Myers could be that. Do you think? Do you think the Bears would do that? Like, I kind I'm no, 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 no. I I don't. I I I really hope not. I I really hope not. And that's nothing against Jacoby Myers. It's yeah. it's not. But I think the Bears. You made your you made your statement on Chase Claypool because when you got Chase Claypool, you said two things. Number one, you thought he was worth what ended up being you know what an end of the first round, uh, early second round selection, right? With that Baltimore pick, yeah, okay, that's one. And number two, we're assuming you're going to pay him something because he's going to be due money. So you said two things very loudly with Chase Claypool that you were a believer in him. I cannot see them doing that again. Because if they miss on, on a Jacoby Myers, that's really going to be a problem. Because right now, Chase Claypool looks like not the greatest. And, yes, he was injured and he didn't know the playbook that well yet, yada, yada, yada. So he's got to come hot right out of the gate and be that legitimate 
I mean, I, I'm hoping they can grab a one in the draft and he could be the two. But again, you look at the wide receiver free agent market, unless you're talking about making a, a blockbuster trade with somebody, uh, and it's not going to be for Rekill because he just got traded. It's not going to be for A.J. Brown. He got traded. The Vikings ain't trading Justin Jefferson. I don't, think the, Rams, I don't think the Rams would trade Cooper Cup. Um, so, you know, who are you really going to deal with? You want to go Higgins after? T. Higgins is the only one. T. Higgins is the only one. Uh, is T. Higgins a true alpha one wide receiver? He would certainly be the Bears' best wide receiver. That's yeah. for sure. For sure, slam dunk. But when you look at the other guys, Juju Smith-Schuster, Odell Beckham, Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas is a risky play. I mean, yeah. DJ Shark all over again. Like, it's a ba- Alan Lazard, Paris Campbell. I mean, the list is not great. It not is not list. great this year. It's It just isn't. It's unfortunate because I, I really, I've been saying it for years that they're in such dire need of getting that Brandon Marshall back or getting that Alshon yes, Jeffrey back. Yeah. They haven't had that in so long. And, you know, um, obviously Allen Robinson had a really good first season here with, in Chicago. And then, you know, he tailed off significantly and the drama with him and not getting extended and not getting paid again. But they need that alpha dog one so bad. And I don't know where they're going to get it. I don't know where they're going to get it right now, unless they do trade for T Higgins, but that's going to cost them. That's going to cost them. That would be, that would be a situation where they'd have to move down multiple times. They would have to be, I mean, like if they did a thing where they ended up at nine, but somehow this ends up with us taking Skaronsky and getting, but then again, like it's so funny to do these mock drafts and everything. Cause it's like, what are we doing in free agency? Like if we get McGlinchey, we're not drafting Skaronsky. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, yep. but if we ended up with, you know, the number nine overall pick and we ended up with T Higgins as well, you're like, okay, well, this is pretty cool. Or even if it was, you know, we moved down to four and got Carter or Anderson and you, and then you're like, well, we got, you know, all these studs. So there's so many, it's like such a cool canvas uh, for Ryan Poles to be able to, to be able to work with. And so I'm, again, maybe I'm foolish, but I'm confident that he's going to be able to pull something off. And the first move is not going to be, it's not going to be what you think it's going to be. We're not going to sign in trade to Ron Payne, but if we bring in the guard from Philadelphia or something like that, I think it is probably going to help us a lot, a lot more than one of the big splashy plays. Yeah. They, uh, again, they, the bears need to, they need so much, but they got to get the the gritty, dirty work, the the not flashy work done first. The trenches have to be addressed. I mean, they need to be strong. You look at these teams that are in the playoffs that make these deep runs. Philly, I mean, Philly, both sides of the ball, offensive and defensive line, were incredible all year. Defensive yeah. line, I mean, the most pressures in football, sacks in football. Uh, and then the offensive line was was outrageously good at keeping Hurts clean. And then you look at Kansas City's offensive line. And they were so good that they stopped the best defensive line in football in the Super Bowl. They didn't allow a single sack. You cannot win. And, yes, they have Patrick Mahomes. And, yes, Philly has Jalen Hurts playing at an MVP level this season. But you can't tell me that that's not directly tied to the men that are standing in front of them every single snap providing a brick wall of protection. And I've seen what Justin Fields is capable of when he has a brick wall in front of him with a Chris Olave lined up to the left, a Garrett Wilson lined up to the right, and a Jackson Smith and Jigba lined up in the slot. Now, in the NFL, that's never gonna, you're never going to have those three guys on the same team, unfortunately. But that is, that is, is the type of scenario we want to see him in to really be able to judge 
How good is he? What what really? How? And the only way you're going to do that is you got to build those trenches because we got to stop the run because that's number one, and you got to protect the quarterback. And that's not the flashy stuff, like you said. Uh, no, but- it's not. It's not the flashy stuff, but it's it has to be done. It can't be ignored. But I wish, you know, that's the thing. And that's what Philadelphia and that's what Kansas City did. I just wish that when we were hiring a general manager and, and his assistant, that we were pulling from those organizations. Oh, wait, that's exactly what we did. That's that's another thing, too, that I think goes overlooked. Like, look it at does. the two teams that we we brought in Cunningham from the Eagles. We brought in polls from the Kansas City team. Oh, both teams were in the Super Bowl. And it was last year. So they've already got the groundwork started. So, again, we we're, now you're you're in with me. Uh, we might be deluded, but I think we're going to be very good in the very near future. Not very, you know what I'm saying. I think we still I, have some work. There, they'll be. I would expect the Bears in 2023 with all of the money they have and all of the draft equity and even additional draft equity that they could add. And this is not knowing anything, right? Because, like we said right from the jump, nobody knows anything right now. It is all conjecture. It's hearsay. It's smoke. Um. But I would expect the 2023-24 Bears to be a competitive team. Certainly in the division, a competitive like team. The Lions I, I do. Like the Like that's a, that's probably a very accurate and and fair uh, expectation. I, I think that's a fair and accurate expectation. And the quarterback situation in in the NFC North. I mean, listen, the quarterback situation in the NFC period isn't great. In the NFC North, who knows what the darkness retreat man's going to do? Nobody <laughs> knows. Nobody knows what he's doing. He's still, you know, dug out in a foxhole doing mushrooms somewhere. And then, you know, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, even when they're good, they're not good. They were so good this year, and they were not good at all. So I'm not worried about that. And then Jared Goff, we'll see. We'll see. You yeah. know, he had a nice bounce back year. But Jared Goff again, you get him outside the dome. It's cold weather. It's you know, it's a little. I, I don't know. Um, he, did o- he did okay against the did. Jets, but that was fine. But that, but most of the time, he's an indoor cat for sure. Yes, but th- that's what I'm saying. Like this division, they are, they can, they can be competitive. I believe they can be competitive in this year. I don't think any of those teams are. You're not dealing with the San Francisco 49ers. You're yeah. not dealing with the Philadelphia Eagles. You're not even dealing, I don't think, really with like the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. So, you know, to me, it's like they, they have a chance to be competitive pretty quickly. I mean, I'm not going to say it's the NFC South, but I think that it's not as strong as it could be to the point where the Bears are going to be as bad as they were again this year. They'll be competitive, I think. They'll they'll win divisional games this year. Maybe that's the best way to put it. I think yeah. they'll win some divisional games this year. They were competitive last year. It just wasn't resulting in victories. It might have been for you. I mean, if you had Justin Fields on your fantasy team, it might have worked out. And speaking of which, underdog <laughs> fantasy is the best way to play fantasy sports. And I know that the season's over and people are like, well, fantasy's over. What do I care? No, no, no. Fantasy is going right now. There's going to be a lot of great contests on underdog revolving around the NFL draft. The Arnold Palmer Invitational is this week. And I love golf. I will put my dude. The LA Open, my team was fire. I had Rom. I had, well, Rom's great. Max Homa's great. Rory was pretty good. I had Tigala. That's how good my team was. I will post my team this week. And so you can go to Underdog Fantasy. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. And you can get into golf. It's a lot of fun. So it's the season's not over. And if you go in right now, if you're a first-time user, use the promo code SICK. 
And Underdog will match your initial deposit up to $100 to get started. So go to our friends at underdogfantasy.com. You're starting to play a little golf. How are you enjoying it so far? So I'm still waiting on the majority of my clubs. Uh, we're, we're talking infancy stages here of my golf game. Uh, we've just been doing some indoor putting right now. We've been doing – I have a great tutor, um, one of my buddies who – uh, I record uh, the Brilliantly Dumb Show podcast with my buddy Bob and my buddy Joe, and they're big-time avid golfers. And then our friend, the Fat Perez, who's a legitimate scratch golfer. This guy is this guy is unbelievable at golf. He literally sat, sat on the phone with me one night and 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 built all my clubs from the ground up. And we just we were online, and he just built everything for me from the ground up. He obviously knows. You know, I'm six foot seven, so he knew. Like, you're a tall guy. This is so, going to be interesting, right? So he knew what what to do, build, and everything like that. I'm excited to get out there, though. I really am. Uh, most of my friends from home all golf. I just never really um, thought I would have the time to do it. And I definitely don't have the time to do it, but right. I didn't want to add another thing to the list of things that my wife could potentially hate me for. Um, but I got her blessing, so I that was a big thing for me. I had to get her blessing first. I got that, and then from there, I said, "Okay, let's do this. Let's order the clubs and let's get rolling." So I'm definitely excited to get out there. It's snowing tonight in New Jersey, so there's not going to be any golf for a little while here outdoors, anyway. Um, even though we did have a nice unseasonal, uh, uncharacteristic seasonal um, war- warmth over the last couple of weeks, but I'm excited to get out there. I know I'm going to be horrible. Totally, totally accepted it. Yeah. Oh, Adam, you don't have to. Don't. If don't you, you know, it's funny. Is if you can, if you pot, I know that you're doing the right thing, but you're doing the right thing by learning how to putt because that'll save you so many strokes where you can be terrible. And then people will be like, how did you, how did you shoot a 93? And you're like, look at my, look at my putting, putting average. Yeah. I figure um, I got to be good with the putting. I, I, that's something because that's a little bit more controllable. The, 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 you know, the, the driving and the iron and the iron game and everything like that. I'm going to have to really work. I'm going to have to really work at that. Well, with your size, you're going to be driving fine. So that's not going to be a problem. You get that putting down and you'll be pretty good. And that's the cool thing about like Southern California. It's been raining here. And the best part of it is that they don't allow some of the courses here. They don't drain so well. So you can't take carts out there, which means a lot of the old people don't go golfing. So I'll go when it's drizzling. I'm like, I grab my clubs and I go. And uh, I always work it around my kid's school. Like I'm, I get to get that window. That's why I play a lot of nines. Like for me, I just, that was the one thing when I got back into playing golf all the time was like, listen, most of the time it's going to be nine holes because that just works out of the schedule. Like I'm not taking time away from the family. I rarely play uh, on the weekends unless it's like some sort of golf tournament or something, but I usually try to avoid those mostly just nines during the week. Kids don't even know that I've gone and done it and it's the best way to do it. I know that you're uh, I know a lot of your sponsors, you're getting a lot of golf sponsors. So that's awesome. Yeah. You know, um, my, my, my clothing sponsor Roback, they do a lot of golf content, a lot of golf stuff. Um, you know, our other half of, of what we do on the Brilliantly Dumb Show podcast revolves around Bob the Sports, which is main, mainly all golf content. So, yeah, it's it's golf, 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 golf is coming at me from all angles. So I said, OK, you know, I'm not going to keep uh, I'm not going to keep going against the tide. I got to I got to get involved in it. I think people respond well to it and people have the, they, they're loving uh, like the initial content of ordering the clubs and just seeing how like awkward and terrible I'm going to be in the beginning. They're excited for that. And uh, whatever, whatever works. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be very enjoyable. I think it'll be uh, something fun. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad I've enjoyed it. I really do. Uh, I've, I've appreciated your journey and it's exciting to see you uh, embrace the sport that a lot of us really 
love. So it's been cool to see. And it's cool to see. It's cool to have you on the show once again. And to remind everybody, you can follow our friend, the Bear Down Cuz, at Bear Down Cuz. Mikey V out there does a great job. Uh, hopefully, like you said, there'll be a lot more to talk about this season. I know that typically on Tuesday nights, we take a lot of questions. But you know what? Listen, the Bear Down Cuz was here. So uh, we'll have opportunities to ask and answer some questions over the next couple of weeks. So, uh, and keep an eye out too. We'll probably have some uh, special episodes, hopefully from the combine uh, as we are sending our team out there, even though I won't be able to be out there, but we'll be sending our team. But uh, bear down, cause thank you so much for being here and uh, let's do it again real soon. Adam, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure, my friend. And uh, go bears. Let's see what happens this year. There it is. Uh, let you know what, Sammy. Let's just go ahead and end on that with a uh, with a bear down, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks so much for being here. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy.